Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Early to bed, early to rise. Dawn's here with blue hair. Now there's a surprise. She's visiting us this morning. Call 800-555-7898 and join the conversation. Uh, I, I feel that. The whole visiting. Yeah, the blue hair for sure. But I feel the visiting vibe. You do? Yeah. Because yeah. I was out last week. Uh-huh. I was out yesterday. Yep. That was two totally different reasons. And I'm going to be out tomorrow, Friday. Again, different reasons. Yeah, so thanks for coming to visit. Yeah. yeah. I just had to check in with my, my, my guys here and make sure you guys are okay. You seem well. So, bye. <laughs> that's pretty much the way it's been <laughs> and, and felt around here late, lately. But that's okay. I that's know. all right. I know. All good and legit reasons you've been out. It's true. It's just, yeah. It's kind of funny because, you know, when you do like a public ministry like this, you you want it to, like, I'm a fairly open book. You ask me, I'm going to tell you. But to take the time to tell the whole story, it's just, you just don't have that time. But yeah, let's just say I'm checking off vacation days. That's probably the easiest way to say it. But yeah. That's a a good way to say it. All is well. It's fine. Uh, what did my my sweet friend who's living with us right now? She said, "I've never seen you like that. You're walking through the house, going fine, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that was before opening night of the play because yeah. I was yeah I had worked myself up somehow into this. Oh my goodness, it was something. And she said, "I've never seen you like that." I'm like, "Yep, yeah, I. It, it's true. Your body and mind don't always cooperate." But then. Opening weekend happened. Yeah. It was great. So Heard fun. from a number of people who said that uh, they really enjoyed the show, as did we. And you have now put some pictures on I, our Facebook page of the blue hair. I have officially posted photos, not only from the play and some of the team here that has come to it over over the weekend. Um, but yeah, the blue hair. I'm telling you, I forget that I have it. And then when I look in the mirror, I feel like something from Dr. Seuss is looking back at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh-huh. funny. Thing one or thing two, I'm not sure which. Well, we could go with either one there. <laughs> I got to tell you, one of the pictures that you posted on there yes. is absolutely cracking me up because your daughter Hannah yeah. is totally photobombing this picture. <laughs> yeah. It's hysterical. She is in the show as well. And I was talking to Phil Herndon yesterday. I know he was on the show yesterday. And yeah. I was talking to him a little bit later in the day, and he said that he and his wife had come to the show and that Miss Sheila, his wife, was saying, what an adorable nurse because hannah plays a nurse in the show and what an adorable nurse she, she said that that nurse she's adorable and i'm like oh and he goes that nurse is don's daughter so it's just so such a sweet time to be able to do this together yeah and to meet people that i've you know don't know she knows some of these folks but i've never met them until this season of my life and it's just it's just a joy. So I did. You could see Briggs. If you've never seen Briggs, I edited it and added the photo of him. And then uh, even Phil Herndon and Sheila and then you and our friend Mark and the kiddos. Because Susie had to duck out to get to Bible study. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So some of the pictures are up there. I know some of you have been texting over the past day or two yeah. and saying, hey, we need pictures of Don's blue hair. And I'm sorry, I didn't have any to, to be able to share with you. Right. Right. So I I didn't, I'm not a camera guy. I don't take pictures generally. Very rarely do I do that. And so I had no pictures, but now that you're here, 
That'll we're able you. to able to share the pictures <laughs> of the blue hair there. <laughs> it is there. It is there. It is temporary. It, despite some people saying, "Hey, we think you should keep it." It's it like it, Why not? it's a look. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's too high maintenance. You have to if you're going to keep it blue, you have to do this every few days, otherwise oh, it fades. That's way too much work. Isn't it? Like I gave so, up bleach. I'm not going to go to blue. What kind? Okay, so you're just done when the the play is over. Pretty sure. Gonna let it go back to its normal color. Yeah. Okay. I All think right. So. All right. I, I get the whole thing. Like I think the color. I could see you doing that just for the fun of it. Yeah. But it is a lot of work. It's it, yeah. yeah. I, I, that whole thing about letting the bleach go was kind of part of that process, right? I just didn't want to keep maintaining it. Yeah. And it had turned silvery white enough that I could let it go, but. You know, you asked me about blue hair and how there was a season that any gal who was older and had white hair, her hair was tinted blue. Anytime. Uh, sure. I couldn't understand it. And and just this uniformity is what amazes me as I think back. I don't see it so much anymore, but the uniformity. Teresa, you in Texas this morning says you said that it came from a beauty product and you think it was hmm. probably fancy full and the reason is white hair tends to yellow. And so to keep that from happening, this product would tint it blue, but it would take the yellow out. Now there's all kinds of shampoos. They're purple. Yeah. And they take the yellow out of white hair. But you do have to keep that up. Okay. But it's shampoo, and they don't turn so to blue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I could uh, see you doing the blue hair thing for a little while or the pink hair or whatever. I don't know. I'm, if you ever got in the mood where you didn't mind the maintenance of it, what color would you do? I would like to try a fuchsia pink just to see what it would look like. But here's what I've noticed about having blue hair. And I'm talking blue hair. Yeah. I am. I can't wear the colors I usually wear. I have to pick something to... So that it all feels uniform, um, I have to pick something that has the right color blue. I tried. I've got two other blue shirts, uh -huh. and they're different, you know, flavors of blue. And one of them, it just, it, it's just wrong. I can't currently wear you can't it. Can't do it. No. no. So, and I even kind of held up one of my pink shirts today to see, and I'm like, I can't. It just does not work. <laughs> That's another reason I'll I'll let it go back to natural just because I need to be able to wear the clothes that I own. Now, that might be why you're taking Friday off, right? It's Friday. It's wear pink day. And if you're afraid yeah, it's going to clash with the blue hair, I get it. All right. <laughs> no, I have to go dye my hair. Well, I'll give you a, a pass on okay, that one, you. I suppose. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we are glad that you are with us on this Wednesday. Debbie's saying you should maybe check out uh, doing pink hair at some point. Don and Steve in the morning. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Andrea and Gabe Olson's video drops uh, to talk about the Big God book series. And Dawn's blue hair is going to be on some of the videos. So remember to click the bell to subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to see that blue hair. Well, we would love to have you connect that way. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we all at certain times of life are those moments when someone that we care about has decided to, for whatever reason, open up. They've begun to uh, share their pain with us. Yes. They've talked about the hurts. Maybe they've uh, revealed the, the deep, dark secret, you know, whatever that might be. And so often what happens 
in the next few seconds can really help define what that relationship is going to be. Are you going to continue down that path? Is that going to turn into a deep friendship? Or or is that person going to say, yeah, I'm not doing that again? Mm-hmm. Because our words can bring healing. Our words can also bring harm. We can communicate judgment. Or we can begin to build trust mm-hmm. or destroy trust. How, how do we respond when someone has decided to share their pain? And uh, Blake Glosson has uh, written an article for the Gospel Coalition website about this, talking about seven things to say to that hurting person. And uh, he's got some great suggestions in Mm -hmm. there. We could all probably think of things that have not been helpful. Oh, yeah. I've said them, I'm sure. I think many of us have. And uh, Jim, as you said, one of the things we don't really want to say in the moment, anyways, I know how you feel. Yeah. Yeah, You may, but... That's not really helpful in the moment. So how do we respond? Can Can I? I, Yeah. Just say I've had to retrain my responses because you want to resonate, let that person know they're not alone. And you think when you say, I know how you feel that you're doing that, but you're not. You're so not. So trying to think and, and learning to say less. And you know me, I'm a talker. So learning to say less has been a challenge, but it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it is more helpful. And that's that's kind of along the lines that Blake's talking about here is instead of saying, Jim, like you said, I, I know how you feel. And then you tell your story. No, you, you say things like to, to build the trust anyway. Thank you for sharing this with me. Right. Validating the person's pain situation letting them know you hear them, but you don't have to, because if you say, let me tell you my story, you're basically one-upping them. Exactly. In a way. And you don't mean to, but you are. And there goes the trust. Yeah. And there goes the, oh, fine. Sorry I shared with you. (laughs) You're not a safe person for me to talk to with this anymore. And, you know, as Blake kind of works through these seven things, one of the other things that he kind of reminds us of is Jesus engaged with hurting people. Mm-hmm. And he engaged perfectly because he was Jesus with hurting mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And so what did he do? And he, when he did speak, would speak life-giving words to people. He listened, but he also spoke life-giving words. So then what are those life-giving words? And I think you just shared one beautifully right there, the thank you for sharing this mm-hmm. with me. Because expressing that, it says, hey, I recognize what you're doing right now. You took a risk. True. And you, for whatever reason, have decided that you're willing to take that risk on me. And I appreciate that. Thank you mm-hmm. for, for doing that. And then also just the acknowledgement that this is a tough situation. Yeah. That you're, you're going through. Suffering could be a, a breeding ground for accusation. And by saying, hey. This is a difficult situation because sometimes, I mean, honestly, when people share hard things and they're struggling and they're suffering and the pain and whatever, sometimes that was self-inflicted. Oh, right. Right. At your own hand. And yeah. then, yeah. And mm. and there can be, when we think about that accusation, there could be that, well, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. What, really? Or do we say, yeah, no, this is a really tough situation you're walking through right now. And acknowledge the fact that whether it was at their hand or someone else's, 
it's actually hard sure. to be walking through what they're walking through at this point in time. And there, I think there's such a huge conversation within all that because that sense of justice in us. But then if you, you want that person to understand it happened because you did this. Most of the time that person knows. Yeah. And, and the results, they're going to be probably ongoing. You're going to, they're going to figure that out and to be there for them by just acknowledging this is hard. Um, God can certainly work in situations that are hard and as a result of sin. He is not beyond that. But for us to enter into that conversation, we have got to kind of be there for that pain point. Mm-hmm. Not justifying the sin. No, that's not what we're saying. But again, trusting the Lord. Because if that shoe was on your foot and you messed up and you sinned and you had the consequences, do you really find it helpful when somebody comes in and says, well, just toughen up. I mean, you've got faith, right? You're yeah. a Christian. You shouldn't be grieving about this still. No, that doesn't help you. And and right. it wouldn't help me either. So with that in mind, responding to someone maybe takes on a little different flavor. And of course, you've got scripture to help us with this as well. I'll, While we listen to a song by Ben Fuller, I'll go put this article on our Facebook page just in case you have to step away. You can always listen. A little bit later, this audio gets posted online, mymoodyradio.org, and through the Moody Radio app, which is free if you haven't downloaded it. On our Facebook page, you'll find this article, Don and Steve in the Morning. For more info on all that we've had on today's show and to see the blue hair, head on over to Facebook and search for Dawn and Steve in the Morning. Well, we hope that you will do that and also check out an article we're talking about. Found it on the Gospel Coalition website if you want to take a, a look at this. Really good uh, suggestions and ideas of things we can say to those who have decided they're going to be vulnerable enough to open up and talk about their hurt. And as we talk about the fact that when that hurt maybe has been self-inflicted, mm-hmm. the condemnation is probably not needed. Like Most people are well aware of that. Another useful phrase that you can say when that hurt has not been self-inflicted, when that person has been mistreated, when that person has been abused, is to acknowledge the injustice of that, to say, this is wrong, mm-hmm. and to call it what it is. And there are so many scriptures all throughout the Bible that talk about the fact that Jesus hates the ravages and the effects of sin on his creation. And he calls that wrong too. Mm-hmm. And so you are actually agreeing with scripture when you call that abuse and that mistreatment wrong. And that just might be uh, something that person needs to hear too. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're not crazy. This is wrong. Even if sin is at the root of this, it, the grief that comes from sin is in scripture as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see some of these things just to help you think through this and pray through this when you're responding to someone else or even in your own life, we have posted this to our Facebook page, which is Don and Steve in the morning. There is so many layers to thinking through this kind of uh, conversation with with each other yeah. and to be there for one another to show up, not walk away. I'm telling you, when things get uncomfortable, like I can. I, I, you have to do your own thing, right? You have to navigate your own life and that 
you can't get away from. But sometimes it's just so uncomfortable to sit with someone else in their stuff. Showing up is huge. Mm -hmm. And then trying not to say the wrong thing is the next thing. But the right thing, what could that look like, which is part of what we're looking at here. The author said, I remember the first time that someone said, my heart hurts for you. Mm. It's still emblazoned in his mind because he said, I just remember thinking, I don't think five words could have ever made me feel so loved in the situation because it was hard. Yeah. And somebody said, I, I get that. And my heart hurts for you. And Jesus, he was sympathetic. Mm-hmm. He certainly was. And Isaiah talks about that. Acts, the book of Acts talks about that. And after all, we do want to model Christ likeness. We sure do. And when we see that hurting person modeling Christ likeness in their suffering, pointing that out and acknowledging that and encouraging them in that can go a long way. Mm-hmm. I was out a, a couple of weeks ago for a couple of days. We went up to Chicago for mm-hmm. uh, a funeral. And one of the things that was so encouraging for those who were walking the journey, uh, this cancer journey with the family, um, was to watch the way in which they suffered well Mm. and the way that they pointed people to Christ in the midst of the suffering. And as I stood in line there to talk with various family members the, the night of the visitation, you could overhear so many little comments along those lines and then even feeling that I got to express that myself. Yeah. Like you have modeled Christ likeness. You have modeled what it looks like to walk with Christ through a season of suffering and to do that. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think those words carry a lot of weight when they're said from that genuine heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's affirming on many, many levels. And, and yeah. I think it affirms that, person still hears Jesus saying, I'm with you. I've not forgotten you. You have this strength because of me. And, mm-hmm. and you know, scripture verses that are meaningful to us when we walk through, we don't have to stop and say, oh, I know how you feel. Uh, when that happened to me, this is what I did. But we can say this verse, these verses, this passage has meant a lot to me. I'll just share this with you mm-hmm. and, and leave it at that. There's no need to expound upon it. And <laughs> that hurting person can go and and have that scriptural food feed them when it, it's time. And again, the scripture verses are numerous that you can share. And uh, we have, I, I can't just get away from telling you that this is on our Facebook page because yeah. Blake Glosson has done such a great job equipping us with some great scriptures. Uh, one last thing to share here just uh, briefly is to ask the question, honestly, and to wait for an answer, Yeah, to let that person actually answer and and maybe even stand there before them. (laughs) What can I do to help? Yeah. What can I do to help? Because a lot of people will throw out that, Hey, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. And it's just thrown out nonchalant. And it's a, yeah, but no, like look them in the eye. Yeah. (laughs) What can I do to help? And if they don't come, maybe even throw out some suggestions. Mm -hmm. Hey, can I bring food by on Thursday? Would it be helpful if we came over and mowed the lawn? What if we picked up the the kids um, this night and you had the chance to, you know, deal with whatever sure. that ne- needs to be dealt with? What can I do to help and even be proactive about throwing out some suggestions? It could go a long way.
huge in helping that person. And finally, silence. It can be really good mm-hmm. when a person's hurting. Just presence. You, I hear you use that phrase sometimes, the gift of presence. Just be there. It's true. It, it, it's meant a lot to me in my life, and I know others that have said testimonies that, you know, this person showed up. They just sat there, yeah. but they showed up. And it, the power of presence, it's pretty amazing. God is, he's a relational God. that He wants that relationship with you, with me, and then for us to have relationship with one another. It's pretty powerful what he does through yeah. that presence. This is on our Facebook page, or you can find it at the Gospel Coalition. Our Facebook, Don and Steve in the morning. Did you know Dawn and Steve are on Twitter? Just search for D&S Mornings. Oh, I forgot about Twitter. You keeping that one? It's keeping. It's going. All right. Yep. <laughs> I'm so it's glad got... Briggs is here. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm Friend. not a big what fan of social media. Him? Yeah. So the fact that he is here and uh, can do all that and knows what he's doing with all that, I'm grateful. <laughs> heart hands. Heart hands, Briggs. Thank you. Thank you. It's, yeah, it's so true. Uh, and that helps us connect with you, uh, the different platforms that you might embrace and be part of. So, yeah, we're so grateful for Mr. Briggs. And I will say that there is a photo in displaying of the blue hair on our Facebook page. There's a photo of Mr. Briggs. Oh, Mr. Briggs, yeah. So you you will spot the Englishman, another tall guy here on the team. That's right. <laughs> Are you talking about my son? And, well, no, he's a tall guy, too, but being in his youth. The yes, one who yeah. towers above the, one the blue hair. Yes. The blue hair. Yeah, With not, the red shirt and the black jacket. Not the one who's almost the same height as the blue hair. That, no. That's right. Yeah, you squinched down. I don't know why. Because I was feeling extremely tall in the moment, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to bend down and be approximately the same height as everybody else. I see. You didn't quite make it, but valiant effort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> valiant effort. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I would have stood up, I don't think any of you guys in that picture would have hit my shoulder. No, it's even. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. I work with a bunch of tall guys. It's hilarious to me. Scott Thunder, you, Briggs, every single one of you well over six foot. Yep. And here I am, 5'1". <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> but one of my favorite things in all of these pictures, though, yeah. is the one that uh, the, the one with me and my kids. In the background is your youngest. Yeah. Totally photobombing us, she, which is fantastic. Yep. And she has on a tiara. Oh, she does, doesn't she? If you she? blow that photo yep. up, you could see that she's wearing the character in the show that has a tiara is uh, Fairy May. She wears it at the very end. And after the show, every night, somehow Hannah Mae has ended up with it. And I Why totally am I not love surprised? this. I know the apple doesn't fall apple, far. Yes, because yeah. I don't even say anything. Like I let her be her own, own person in this cast, and yeah, it, it's just fun. So she's wearing the tiara, photobombing with Steve and our friend Mark and the kids. I, I hate that this particular picture. Sweet Andrew has his eyes about half open, but it it's just it was too fun. The photobomb with uh, with Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I love the fact that you are paying honor to my favorite color. Yeah. You know, of you all are colors. your dress, your hair, all Hannah's blue. dress, all, all blue. It's all blue. It's it, the best color. Part of the theme of the show, for whatever reason, it centers around Mrs. Savage's blue hair. It is part of the storyline. And, and that's what, when my aunt texted me and said, I'm not a huge fan of the blue hair, I said, I know, I know, but it, it is part of the Ethel P. Savage story. 
Yep. So it has to be for a little while, for a little while, uh, putting those photos up there as well as all of the things that you're seeing when it comes to that article we just referenced about the things that we can say to one another that would be helpful and the things that are not so much. We can be the hands and feet of Christ, even with our words. So just encourage you when you're looking at that blue hair, grab that article as well. It is Don and Steve in the morning, Moody Radio.